What's up, seekers and practitioners? This is Demonosophy and Beyond, the show that takes you to the threshold of your beliefs and casually pushes you over. I am your host and wannabe Sorcerer Supreme, Greg Bryant, and tonight's topic is going to be a doozy. There's so much to cover about the subject that I may have to do multiple episodes about it, and that's the spirits of the Goetia. Anybody who deals with magic and has even briefly come across information on demonology or demonolatry should have heard of these guys and gals. They are like demonic rock stars to magicians in the know. There's a lot of speculation as to what kind of spirits the 72 are. Some say old gods, while others say fallen angels. Some claim they are jinn, while some magicians claim they are parts of our psyche. The big truth is that it doesn't really matter as long as the magic works. But in my personal opinion, I believe them to be a mixed group of spirits that are separate from the magician. Here's why I think they aren't simply aspects of my psyche. I've had similar things happen to me during evocations that have happened to others without me knowing of it at the time. I've been told things I couldn't possibly know. And these beings are so vastly different in personality and specialization that there's no way they can be part of me. However, as long as your goetic magic works for you, it doesn't matter what you believe. And I'm pretty sure they don't care too much either. These spirits seem to be more concerned with what I want from them and how I treat them than discussing their origins. However, if you do make friends with them, they may indeed discuss their origins with you. For those unfamiliar with the story, the Goetic spirits were said to be put under the control of Solomon with the purpose of building a temple. Afterwards, they were bottled up in vases or something to that effect. <laughs> and those containers were later dug up and opened, releasing these spirits back into the world. This is probably one of the reasons why people may think of the 72 as jinn. Older grimoires, which no doubt are influenced by Christian beliefs, will have you casting circles, using holy names and triangles as a means of constraint, and threatening the very spirits you seek for help. In my naive days, I attempted rituals like these only to get nothing but I was lucky none of the demons decided to retaliate. Now I realize as a demonosopher that the best result comes from having peaceful and mutually beneficial agreements with these spirits. To be honest, I have not worked with all of the 72 of the Goetic spirits yet. This is for four reasons. One, it takes time to form bonds with the spirits you already deal with. As you begin to form a bond with a demon, your spells utilizing that demon become more powerful. So you don't want to just ask for a favor and move on to the next spirit. Two, not all of the 72 have specialities that I can use right now. Three, some goetic spirits will not deal with you peacefully until you have a certain amount of demonic street cred. They communicate amongst each other, and if you don't have good rapport with certain demons, 
or worse, made enemies of them, other demons can be downright unwelcoming or hostile to you. This brings me to my fourth point. I haven't worked with all 72 because lower ranking demons from the legions, the Goetic demons rule, have been coming to me. These demons are often taken for granted by magicians, but they are said to do the grunt work of the high ranking demons. At the behest of their superior, they can carry out what you ask for, so it would be unwise to ignore these spirits. Okay, so I know you're probably eager to learn which goetic spirits I've dealt with, but how I contact them is also important. For me, I don't bother with books like The Lesser Keys of Solomon. My best sources on goetic magic come from an organization that no longer seems to exist publicly. First, they were known as the Black Pyre. Then they called themselves the White Circle, W-I-G-H-T. The books are authored by Reverend Dante Valentine and utilize specially chosen spirits for different aspects of magic, such as necromancy, blood and vampire magic, chaos magic, magic focusing on health, longevity, and ascension, as well as general magic uh, that is provided in a grimoire that has information on all 72 spirits. These grimoires are written from the point of view of a theistic Satanist, which may turn some practitioners off. But keep in mind that the words can be changed to fit your purpose. For magicians who transcended beyond the fear of Satan, these books will give you a nerdgasm. The only problem is that the grimoires are out of print and extremely hard to find. I mean, you can't even find these things on eBay anymore. If you do come upon someone selling one, either purchase it before someone else does or direct me to the seller so I can purchase it. Okay, guys. Now the moment you've been waiting for. Which of the 72 have I dealt with and what were my experiences like? If I skim over some of the Goetic spirits, it's because they didn't make an impression due to the fact that they either chose not to help me or the help was so subtle that I have yet to recognize it. My first successful contact was with Buer, one of the 72 proficient in the healing department. He is one of my patron demons that I respect so much I've put his mainstream image on my skin in the form of a tattoo. Not only does he promote physical wellness, but Buer will also look out for your mental well-being. He's given me the motivation and advice needed for me to get out of dark times. That advice has come as dream-like visions and epiphanies. If you can heal yourself, he won't do it for you. Instead, he'll tell you that you can heal yourself or someone else and show you how. I created multiple rituals utilizing Buer that work. One was so potent, a whole room full of witches had personal experiences with him during my performance. He doesn't always show himself, but when he has, it's been in the form of an old man with a beard and bald head 
or a lion composed of light. In no way does he ever come off as creepy or malicious. He does seem fond of being addressed using a title, but instead of calling him president in our relationship, he prefers Lord Buer. Now, a point I want to make perfectly clear is I do not worship any entities. However, I still address them by their titles because I want them to help me, and however or whatever they did to get it, they earned that title. I mean, how would you feel if you spent years getting a PhD and no one ever recognized you as a doctor? How do you feel when you've achieved something grand in your life, but no one acknowledges it? These demons have power over legions of other demons, so I choose to show respect. Another goetic spirit that I've heard is fond of having titles used is King Payman or Pyman. I've heard both pronunciations used, and I've used both pronunciations, and he doesn't seem to care. King Payman is the type of demon you take to the club. He loves music and dance, has a good sense of humor, and comes with his own entourage when evoked. King Payman also encourages boisterousness. Despite being fun and humorous, King Payman isn't one to annoy. I asked him to be my teacher and he agreed. However, I wasn't expecting him to wake me up in the middle of the night for a lesson. Initially, I told him I had something to do in the morning and asked if the lesson could wait, but he was adamant. I, wanting to go back to sleep, told him to leave me alone, and immediately he forced me into being wide awake with no chance of going back to sleep anytime soon. <laughs> uh, it should go without saying that I did not test him any further. As a teacher, King Payman has helped me understand parts of quantum physics, shown me how the multiverse came into being, and motivated me to be open about my practice without any shyness. King Payman is pretty straightforward when it comes to communication. He's not a creepy spirit at all. If you're into making music, I've heard he can also help with that. This next spirit came to me while I was attempting to evoke another. Bifrons may initially cause fear when he arrives. <clears throat> Twice I've met him, and both times the room I do rituals in would groan as if supporting something with great weight. I have yet to work with him in depth, but eventually plan to. Amducius helps me with my plants. I asked for his help with this year's garden, and most of the stuff I plant grows like weeds. I've only recently made contact with Orbas, but he was generous enough to give me pointers on protection. Uh, what I did was, the ritual was for protection, so I asked for his protection, but then I told him that I also wanted to learn how to protect myself. So he was good enough to give me a pointer on how to protect myself. Gap, Furfur, Siri have appeared energy-wise, but whether they've helped me yet is inconclusive. Okay, listeners. So I have one more that 
I've contacted one more spirit, and that spirit is Citri. Now, Citri, he deals with some adult themes that I'm not going to get too in-depth with, but I want to explain things to the point that you understand the seriousness of doing magic with him. Uh, Siri is the demon prince of passion, the lord of lust. <laughs> and I like to think of myself as a seasoned sorcerer, but the speed at which the magic with Citri works and the potency of it scares me. Like, seriously. Uh, if you are new to dealing with demons or to magic in general, don't even think of dealing with this demon. Like, this is not for novices. Yes, he will get you laid, but the cost is usually a lot. The person you hook up with usually becomes your next stalker. They become crazy obsessed with you, which can cause a lot of drama in your life. And your life may even be put at risk. Like, I was almost stabbed with a ballpoint pen while in bed with a woman. Which is no bueno. <laughs> uh, so, this is not a demon that you use to find your soulmate or true love. This is a demon that you strictly use to get laid. This is like your demonic wingman. <laughs> so... The reason why I warn you with Citri is because I feel like every time that I use him to get companionship, I feel like I get taken on an adventure or I go through certain things uh, to learn a lesson. And that lesson is usually kind of like steering me away from relationships or at least showing me how distracting relationships can be from my spirituality and my personal goals. Yeah, but with uh, Citri, I've used him three times. First time, uh, the relationship started out okay, and it quickly went downhill. The woman that I was in a relationship with, she became paranoid, thought I was cheating on her. She tried to stab me with the ballpoint pen. And uh, eventually I had to cut things off, but she even tried to like harass me on social media. And uh, I had to cut her off that way. Luckily, I got away scot-free, like just totally washed my hands of everything <clears throat> and uh, recovered from that. The second time I dealt with Citri, I ended up uh, the next day uh, contacting somebody that I hadn't talked to for years and we ended up reuniting, hanging out, starting a relationship and everything started out good, but then it started to go downhill where, well, I won't, I won't go into down, you know, I won't go into details about how it went downhill, 
But uh, suffice to say, this person was not as psychotic as the last person that I was with when I used Citri. And I asked Citri in detail, I said, I don't want somebody psychotic and I want somebody who is okay with what I do. And meaning being a demonosopher. And I got that. So I can't really complain. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to talk about the third time that I dealt with Citri in depth because I'm currently in that right now and I don't want to jinx anything. But what I do want to bring up is that the magic happened immediately. So the more that you use a certain spirit, it seems to me like this is one reason why you want to continuously use one spirit and get to know that spirit is because your magic becomes more powerful. It becomes more potent. It works faster, especially demonic magic. Like it's crazy. Um, but I don't blame Citri for the, the negative things that happened to me. It's kind of like, if you ever watch a cartoon where Cupid goes around shooting people with arrows, it's like, that's what Cupid does. But that can, that can lead to problems. And it was just kind of, I feel like the people that I let myself get attached to were people that weren't spiritually aligned with me, uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And one thing that you have to understand is when you petition a demon for something, you don't have to take what it offers. If it's not exactly what you want, it's okay to tell the demon, Hey, thank you for what you've done. This isn't exactly what I'm looking for. Can we try again? The demon says, no, it's a no, but usually the demon is good to go. Um, Well, you'd have to be in good, good standing with that demon, of course, but I haven't had a demon say, no, you know, if you want to try again, then we go ahead and we try again. And when it comes to magic, you need to be very detailed with what you ask for. I've heard it said that magic takes the easiest route. So if you use broad terms and you're not very specific about what you want, the magic is going to take whatever route that it wants in order to get to your goal. And the consequences can be devastating, which is why you want to be detailed. Uh, One thing that I've heard to give you an understanding, um, I've read similar things like this is where Let's say you're, you want money. So you decide to do a money spell, but you're kind of broad with how you get, you want to get money. You want a lot of money. So you do this spell and you wait and your favorite uncle dies, but he leaves an inheritance for you. Well, you're all messed up because your favorite uncle just died, but you got the money. So 
instead of just saying, hey, I want a load of money. Tell the magic how you want to get the money. Or at least specify that you don't want anyone harmed. If that is the type of spell that you are using. Or if it's not a spell to directly harm somebody, of course. (laughs) That is the extent of the Goetic Spirits that I have petitioned for help. But... I plan on working with more of them, and I'm slowly doing that. That's all I have for now on the topic of Goetic Spirits. Of course, it's just the tip of the iceberg. So I will probably be having future episodes on the subject. As always, I encourage you not to just take my word for things. Go and experiment. Discover your power. And if this content is enjoyed by you (laughs) please hit the support button if you are on anchor fm for those of you on youtube feel free to hit the subscribe button it goes a long way keeping me motivated so i can keep you educated and i'll see you next episode